Hi, good morning. Lovely to be with you again today and uh, hope you're all okay out there. Um, beautiful day today, isn't it? A bit rainy yesterday, but lovely today and uh, really, really lovely to be with you all this week. Uh, let's just pray, shall we? And then we'll, we'll get cracking. So Father, we just thank you for an opportunity together to be uh, to, again today to be together and to enjoy uh, worshiping you, uh, Lord, together and, and in and in this same moment, Lord, in, uh, and we just want to pray that in all that we do today, that Lord, we will meet you, we'll know you, we'll experience you, and we'll know and sense your presence wherever we are. Lord Jesus, help us today, Lord, to engage with you. Thank you, God. We love you, God. Amen. Great, brilliant, brilliant to be with you. And before we get started this morning, just to say um, thank you to Henry. Uh, last week and uh, just really appreciated you Henry uh, leading us last week um, when you know we were able to have um, a little bit of time off which was which was lovely um, in fact this time last week I've tuned in uh, for a little while to um, to watch you uh, walking across a, a field in Suffolk <laughs> just still amazes me you know the whole technology thing I suppose I'm just showing my age really that I'm amazed by technology but um, just can't remember that some of you remember uh, um, there's words of that song by a guy called Paul Simon years ago where he used to talk about, you know, these are the days of miracles and wonders, miracles and wonders and lasers in the jungle somehow. And just that whole thing of just some, you know, way that technology sort of reaches everywhere and keeps us connected. So, but it's great, isn't it? And it's been a real life, uh, you know, godsend this year. So, brilliant. Yeah, so thank you again, Henry. Thank you again, really. Um, and just to say to you as well, just this week, you know, it's been a great week for us as well. We had a, a new, I'm sure you must have seen all the posts and stuff on Facebook, but, um, you know, we became grandparents again for the second time. It's just really, really lovely. And uh, let me, let me have a, do you mind me having a, I'm, I hope you don't mind me having a little gushy granddad moment just for a second. Um, but uh, yeah, this week, um, little um, baby Fia was, uh, was born, uh, nine pound, four ounces, I think she's, and uh, there's her meeting her uh, older brother for the first time. So in that in that lovely hey eh? and um, beautiful picture. So yeah, so congratulations to Jason Becker and yeah, I better I better move on. You don't want me to be too gushy for grand, uh, one of those gushy granddad moments, do you? But uh, but yeah, lovely, brilliant. Okay, let's just read the scriptures together, shall we? As we start this morning, and um, I just trust that when we come together, we. We come together, don't we, um, with an attitude of wanting to um, sense that we're connected together, but also more than that, we want to, to grow in our walk with God and to express our worship to him, don't we? And so Psalm 95 says this to us, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Let's worship together, shall we?
end up looking just how far we've come knowing that for every step you
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you. You know, what you don't see on the other side of the camera here, Henry will tell you this, and, and I'm sure Matt will as well, you know, that, um, is that sometimes with the songs you get caught up in it here and I'm singing and I'm like, suddenly I lose my, lose my cue in terms of coming back in, but um, almost did that then. Just that thought really. Just as I, that song, um, Tom and Nicola just, uh, you know, um, sent it over to us a little while, a few couple of weeks back, and just as I sat and listened to that in again this morning, just thinking what an aptly moment that song, you know, in terms of that sharing that with us, it, it is. What a prophetic voice, really, you know, thinking back over the last year and, you know, never once did we ever walk alone. <laughs> God is faithful. He's with us as we walk through sometimes the, you know, diff most difficult moments of life. He's, he never leaves us alone. And even when we're walking through some of the great moments of life as well, you never walk alone beautiful thought. I just thought actually that's a really, rather than, you know, often we break bread towards the end of our time together, but I just thought off the back of that particular thought, that particular song, it'd be a great moment just to break bread really, wouldn't it? To recognise that we never walk without Christ. We're never alone. And um, as we go through life, the Lord Jesus is walking with us, journeying with us, giving us strength that sometimes we don't even know about. And so, yeah, let's break bread together for a moment now. You know, just in, in this moment, shall we? That thought of him never leaving us alone. So let's pause and just reflect upon the Jesus who promises to be with us. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord Jesus, this morning we remember that when we break the bread, Lord, we are remembering that your body was broken for us. And your body was broken, Lord Jesus, so that you could journey through life with us. That we could never, that you, your body was broken so that we could know that we are never alone, we're never without you. And so this morning, Lord Jesus, we take the bread and we say, Jesus, you are central to who we are and to what we do. We thank you for being with us, Lord. So the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread and broke it, but he also took the cup and said, this cup is my blood, which is shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We thank you, Jesus, for your shed blood. And let's just pause for a moment longer, shall we? And I encourage you, wherever you are, just to spend a moment in reflection, thinking about those times when you know that Jesus has been with you and offer some prayers of thanksgiving to him.
And if you're somebody this morning who just feels that you need God to, to reach out and to touch your life, we pray today that God will reveal himself to you. We pray that the, the presence of Jesus will touch your life. And we pray, Lord, that we pray today that Jesus will make himself known to you. Amen. Okay, well, we, we um, last week we also had um, a worship and wait uh, time. You know, when we um, worship and wait is, a, is an opportunity for us to just worship together and to give God opportunity to speak to us through the prophetic and uh, in, in different ways and and um, you know we've only done it's the first one we've done in this last year but it, you know it was it amazing the time went amazingly quickly and uh, and it was just really lovely refreshing time um, but in the middle of that there was um, you know we, we had some time to share some words and there was um, there was a few words that were shared and there's just one that I thought it would be good to share today that I just have a sense that perhaps is is a word in season for us right now a word in season for um, us as a church as we uh, navigate the next path, next stage of our journey together in this season and, and that maybe just can affect the way that we, we journey over the next few weeks and months perhaps. And so I just want to share that with you, the um, word that Amy shared. I hope it's okay for those of you that were at the worship and wait for me to share this. Um, I, I, I sort of guessed that it probably would be. Um, so um, yeah, so let, let's go for this and hopefully this will work okay. Brilliant. Off the back of this, we'll then go into um, a message that I've already pre-recorded that, uh, that I think speaks into this as well. So, great. Yeah, so over the last couple of weeks, as I've been um, walking a lot with Jonah and praying and, and just trying to hear from God, I keep being drawn to the really dry cracked earth I mean we've had no rain for so long and I just keep being drawn and it, you know it's all cracked apart um if you have a look at it and uh, I've been asking for weeks okay you know what does this mean um and a couple of nights ago I was just I was praying again about it um what does this dry earth mean and you know felt that it was a word for our church um and was reminded about a passage that Matt and I had when we first moved to River of Life and really felt um, was important for Haverhill and our church. So I'll read it. Um, it's Isaiah 43, 18. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I, um, yeah, I'm stopped there. Um, then that last line, so I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my people can be refreshed. Um, and as I continue praying, you know, I was, I was still trying to think, well, what does that mean specifically for us? And then um, sort of open my eyes looking at exactly these verses on the opposite page. For I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. I will pour out my spirit. Um, and that's so encouraging for us as 
individuals as our church. Um, and I really feel felt and feel that's a word for our town as well. Um, and so I wonder if we could have some time, maybe a few of us to pray about those different spheres. So, you know, as individuals, I'm sure many of us might feel a bit like that dry ground, especially after this year, um, spiritually. Um, it, it, yeah, this is that kind of parched ground and that, that desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, when Jesus left us, he promised that um, he, you know, he would never leave us, rather that he would leave his spirit with us. Um, and so I'll pray for that first, but if others would like to pray for um, this word, so it's Isaiah 43, verse 18, if anyone wants to speak that out. Lord, I just pray um, for this picture that you've given us. Thank you for this encouragement um, for us as individuals and as a church that you are doing something new. That if any of us feel that we are going through a patch of dryness um, spiritually, and we might feel like that kind of empty dry ground, um, we pray that you would pour out your spirit over us again. Lord, we say, fill us again, fill us again, Lord. Um, we just invite you in. And I want to take a moment that anyone that's responding to that, um, to just wait before God. Um, wait before him. And we invite you to do what you say in this text, to refresh us again. To pour out your spirit on on us. So, um, let's just pray, shall we? Father, I just pray that as we think some thoughts together, that God, it will be your heart and your mind that we engage with. Things that are from me, let them fall to one side. Let them, things that are from you, God, let them burn in our hearts and challenge us and change us, God. Yeah, I thought I'd take a little change of scenery and um, do the talk outside today. I hope that's okay. I hope we don't get too much background noise out here. Um, so just thinking about that word about um, breaking up the dry ground, you know, I don't know about you, but if you tried sort of digging recently in the ground, like last week I tried to sort of dig over a bit of earth out the front and, and um, you know, it was just so, such hard work because the ground was so dry, so hard. And, uh, and yet this week we had a little bit of rain and because a little bit of rain just like softens it up, doesn't it? And, um, and it, it is a sort of rhetoric that we often use in the Christian world, that idea of, of, of um, softening up the ground and that great scripture that, um, that was read to us there, you know, from Isaiah, um, about how God will pour out his, uh, his spirit on, on dry ground. And usually what we're talking about is we're talking about a, an infusion of the Holy Spirit into our lives and into the life of the church and of the people of God so that we can be more effective for God. I guess that's what we're thinking about, isn't it? And, um, and I suppose really for me, the, the sort of things that come together in that really are thinking about the book of Acts and thinking about how that, um, you know, in one sense is a blueprint for us as, as the church and, and, um, and thinking about what that might mean in our current context and thinking about how that all works together. You know, you know we're, we're at a stage where we're, we're 
you know, thinking about what life's going to be like after lockdown. We're thinking about, and in terms of church, we're thinking about how's that going to look like? What's it going to be like? And how do we, how do we plan? What do we organise? And and you know, we're sort of counting down the the weeks, aren't we? So we can sort of just worship together and sing together. And you know, that's what we're really missing, isn't it? That that sort of love. You know, we love to sort of sing and go for it, don't we? Sort of in terms of worship. And so we were looking for that, but. But actually, there is there is a sense in which I think you know um, there's some challenges for us as well, and and just got a few thoughts from the book of Acts. So hopefully that's okay. I know that we've um, that we've been thinking about Acts earlier in our connect groups earlier in the year, and um, yeah. Um, so I hope I'm not sort of going over old ground. But uh, so let's just have a little walk through Acts chapter one, and, and what I'm thinking to do here is to be thinking about things that, in one sense, move us towards softening up the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so Acts chapter 1 in my former book Theophilus I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the Apostles he had chosen now, there's a few things you just want to notice here um, uh, you know I was reading John Stott's commentary from the book of Acts and he was commenting in there about how um, what we don't have uh, with Luke you know Luke wrote Luke's gospel and Luke also wrote um, the book of Acts and so they're sometimes seen as two volumes you know um, first volume is the gospel second is the book of Acts and um, and but what, what we don't have is we don't have um, Luke's gospel is an account of the life of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus and then the book of Acts is which is sometimes called the Acts of the Apostles that somehow or another that is a record of the ministry of the early church or the ministry of the apostles or, or what have you. Luke's quite specific here really isn't he? He says that you know that um, all that Jesus began to do and to teach and so is the, the implication is is that what we're getting here in the book of Acts is a continuation of the ministry and the life of Jesus which is interesting isn't it? Now there's another thought I just wanted to notice there as well is that um, that it says that Jesus gave his instructions to the, the apostles through the Holy Spirit. Now that again is significant because what we're saying, what we're saying is that Jesus um, imparted the things that he imparted and, the th and, and did the things that he did under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so in one sense we're going to if you once we move into Acts we see that um, you know the apostles and the church, early church there, they, they, they um, are anointed by the Holy Spirit to do a lot of crazy things really, amazing things. Um, and what we can only surmise is that what we're seeing here is a continuation of the work of the Holy Spirit in the same way that he worked with Jesus. You see, the ministry of Jesus really brought two things together, didn't it? You know, on, in his baptism, we, in, on his baptism, we see that the Father speaks from heaven, the voice of the, the affirming verse, the voice of the Father, and we also see the Holy Spirit come on Jesus and anoint him physically. And, and so the, the, the ministry of Jesus is characterized by the wisdom of the Father and the anointing of the Spirit and the presence of the Son. So, so in that sense, that Trinitarian God, that Trinitarian mixture of, of incarnation, being here, um, speaking the words of God, um, through the anointing and, and, and doing and speaking and doing the things that he did through the anointing of God. And so presumably as we come into the book of Acts, what we are seeing is we are seeing Jesus incarnate in his body, the church, um, still looking to speak the words of the Father and operate under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
So it's both to speak and to do is what we see in the, in the, in the, um, in the book of Acts. And, and surely that's to characterise us. You know, Jesus said things like, I only do what I see the Father doing. Um, he talked about the, how his words were the words of the Father, how, how to hear him and to see him was to see God. You know, and so Jesus claimed that authority in terms of the voice of the Father and he, and he claimed that he operated under the anointing of the Spirit. Now, what sort of people do we want to be? So I think we can actually claim that the, the, um, the book of Acts is like a blueprint for us as the church. And what do you dream of when you dream of church? What do you dream of when you know, living your Christian life? And so the book of Acts is like a blueprint for both the way that the church should be and the way that um, we as individuals should live our lives. And so what sort of things do we see, you know, as we, as we walk through the book of Acts, the sorts of stuff that we see. So we see people that, we see many people finding salvation uh, in Christ Jesus. So, you know, again and again, a large number of people gave their lives to Christ. We see individuals giving their lives to Christ as well. But one of the characteristics of the book of Acts, of this New Testament church, that was, you know, so, so seeing people come to Christ is the ministry of Jesus. It's the wisdom of the Father and the anointing of the, the Spirit lived out in the, in the body of the Son. Shared living, you know, nothing, they, 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 they lived what was called colonia. They devoted themselves to a life of fellowship, of being together. They, they had prayer, prayer meetings that led to powerful activity of God. You know, there was a sense in which they, when they they prayed together God did some amazing things one time the whole building was shaken when they prayed you know when they gathered to pray one time uh, the prison doors opened up and, uh, and Peter was released from prison you know he escaped from prison and so um, they, they shared communion in their homes together in other words the, the the celebration of the presence and the ministry and the life of Christ was took place in their homes not in some ecclesiastical structure or uh, you know some building that, or local but it was in the the, the, the the very essence of life and, and, and the, the centrality of the life of Christ was lived out in their homes <laughs> and they celebrated the presence of Jesus in that. They caught, they cared for the disadvantaged and the poor, you know, throughout the book of Acts you see both at a structural level and at an individual level, you know, one occasion we have a, a lady who, who just makes clothes for the poor and the poor become really distressed when she dies and, and, and you know, and, and, and then we see that she's then raised from the dead and, um, and, and so we see an individual individual level people caring for the needy and the disadvantaged but also at a structural level you know people nobody claimed anything they had was their own and they brought it to the apostles and put it at their feet and then there was this organized sense in which they looked after and then there was one occasion when when sort of um, you know they, they they gathered seven guys together to administrate the the care of the um, the, the disadvantaged in their society and in their community um, They spoke wisdom to the authorities. We see healings, we see miracles. We see, and this, this is a bit of a deeper one for you just to chew around for a minute. We saw developing contextual theological shifts as well. That's a big one, isn't it? Contextual developing theological shifts. And, and what, what we see is that the way that they outworked their uh, theology was in real world, real life, real time. Uh, and so, for instance, we see that, um, you know, um, uh, an, an, an obvious theological, an, an obvious sort of racial racial tension emerges when uh, some of the um, poorer in the community have been overlooked because they were not the Jewish community, and and some of the Grecian Jews were saying, well, you know, we're our, our 
needy and not being looked after and they go to the apostles and they wrestle and they say well actually no, that's not right that's not consistent with the way that Jesus lived and talked and spoke and so we've got to resolve that and so they they do something about it you know um both Peter for instance is still even though he'd walked with Jesus hadn't quite got the idea that all foods were clean and so we see around about Acts chapter 10 where where a blanket a sheet comes down from heaven and, and he's told you know don't call anything that I've made unclean uh, and so he's it, it's as he is forced towards having to think about sharing the gospel with with a, with with a gentile that he he has to wrestle with those things you see it's it's theology being grinded out on the act on the angle of of real life from real world and and we see that again and again and again and often it is that we only really find um uh, balance theological application and truth when when it is outworked with real people in real time rather than in some uh, ivory tower that is remote from from what's going on in people's lives and so so we're starting this little journey into this, okay? And I'm doing it now because, you know, a few weeks' time is Pentecost, and we'll think on that day about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon the people of God. But actually here, as we walk into the beginning of these pages, what we're seeing in the book of Acts is a record of the body of Christ, the ministry of Christ, the life of Christ being outlived in a way that we would want to, I mean, who wouldn't want to dream of being part of those sorts of things of a church that, that has power after they pray, you know, sees things happen, that, that, that shares life in the way that they did, that cares for the poor and the disadvantaged in society. Who wouldn't want to be part of a church like that? And of course, there's other things that we see in the book of Acts that we might think oh, a little bit more worrying, but, but, you know, being locked up for their faith, being beaten, um, being rejected, you know, who, you know, some of those things, but there's somehow or another, there's a power and a, and a grace available to them to be able to walk through that but the point i really want to just get at here is is that um there is an uncertainty taking place here there's an uncertainty for this church community that uncertainty you know jesus has um uh, has lived his ministry he has lived and, and, and exercised his ministry for three years he's now uh, died and he's ascended he's gone back to heaven and and he tells them to wait now if we were to move on a little bit so um read on a little bit further um First three chapters, Acts 1, he says, After his suffering, Jesus, he, Jesus, showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days' time, you will be, bat you, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, what Jesus did here was, was launch them into a season of uncertainty, didn't he? He launched them into a place where, you know, they, um, <laughs> um, they just didn't know what was coming next, did they, really? And Jesus says to them, you know, in order to be able to, to move into the next phase of what's going on, you need to stay here and you need to wait. Now, we're going to see that waiting doesn't mean doing nothing. That's not what Jesus is getting at here. They do some and things that I can think but that we're going to touch on here but but the point I just want us to grab here at this point is that Jesus tells them to wait and he says to them that you are going to when you when in order to be able to do the things that I want you to do there's an anointing from God that you need you need this same anointing of the Holy Spirit that has been part of my life as Jesus is saying his life for those three years or those 33 and a half years that he lived on this planet 
And I want us to explore what it means to wait. <laughs> what was it? What is in the waiting? You see, there is a sense in which we all dream of, uh, of being used by God. We dream of being part of that saturated ground where, where, where fruit can grow, where, where things can grow. And the ch you know, I'm dreaming for some great things in God. I'm dreaming of a church that, that just, you know, you couldn't stop it if you tried, you know, because it's just so organic and growing and we're all getting hold of God and running for God and ourselves and, and understanding who we are meant to be in God. And we're passing that on and we're seeing people enter heaven and we're seeing the disadvantage given dignity. We're seeing people who, 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 are, who are despairing of life, finding life, finding eternal life, you know, dreaming of so many of those things, you know, uh, and there is a need. If we want all of that, if we want to see the things that we saw in Acts, there's a sense in which we've got to get what they had. Acts was not meant to be just a one-off journey. You know, that, that, we are still in the Acts age. Acts never really finished. It's just a very vague ending, doesn't it? And we're still in that season where, where Jesus is wanting to anoint his people to be his incarnational presence in this world. And so there is a sense in which we have to wait and, and, and we have to get that. A guy called Kemmer Grevy was a lecturer when I was um, training with um, Ictus years ago, um, said that sometimes we have to go deeper so that we can go faster. We have to slow down, go deeper, so that when the time comes, we can go faster. And I think that's something of what Jesus is saying to them. He's saying, listen, there's something you've got to have before I can really let you go. And there are seasons where we just have to say, you know, I've got to wait until I know I've got it. Now you might have to do some, you know, waiting is not inactivity, as I've just said, but we wait till we've got it and then we go. And I believe in this season, what we really, really need from God is a fresh outpouring of his spirit in our lives. Some of us may be feeling a bit dry in God. There's an anointing of the Holy Spirit available to you to make it happen. We might be living in a sense of uncertainty. Well, it is in that getting hold of the Holy Spirit and his anointing upon our lives that we find a new direction and a new sense of purpose and, and knowing what we've got to do. There's sometimes we just have to know that God has given us it. Some of the old Pentecostals used to call it the unction to function. <laughs> Some people used to talk about it as like putting a cloak on and they know they got it, you know. And sometimes we just have to know that God has anointed us. It doesn't mean we do nothing in the meantime, but there is an anointing, I believe, that we need to be the people that God wants us to be, particularly in this season. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. So next week, I'm going to touch on four things that we see in Acts chapter 1 here that help us in the waiting, that speak to us in the waiting, that we can live in in the waiting. God bless you. Great. Cheers.
Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. It has to be our prayer, doesn't it? It has to be the, the cry of our hearts that we want the presence of God in the Holy Spirit just to anoint us and to saturate us and to, to soak the dry ground. Yeah. So let's just use some of that now to pray, shall we? Let's just some of that thinking. To, you know, one of the things I think that we do when we pray, <clears throat> it's not the only thing we do, but one of the things that we do when we pray is that we, it is like saturating the ground. It is like, uh, and, and we'll think a bit more about that next week actually, but um, it is that sort of saturation of the ground. You know, we're, we're prayer walking around the town at the moment and, and that is like saturating the ground. It's like pouring the river, pouring water on the ground. We're saying, Holy Spirit, come and touch and move in our town, in our community and, and in us as individuals. So and let's, there's some things to pray for already on the, on the, thing, uh, on the, uh, the feed there. Thank you, um, Patsy, you've just put on there that let's pray for, um, uh, pray for Julie. Uh, we prayed for her a few weeks ago. Uh, we just need to continue to pray for her for healing. Um, and she's had some gallstones out, and yeah. So if we can pray for that, if anybody's got any other prayers that they'd like to to put on the feed, we'll try and pray them today, or else we'll you know we'll pick them up during the week. We do pray for them during the week. And um, if you've got any prayers of thanksgiving that you want to put on the feed, please feel free to do so. Um, and, and I'm just going to pray. I'm going to start by praying the Lord's Prayer. I know we don't always do that in a sort of prayed way, but we're going to start by praying the Lord's Prayer. And, and I pray that, you know, and as we pray, that let's, let's get hold of the heart of this prayer, shall we? And then we'll pray for some specific, some specific things off the back of this. Um, so, let, so please, just feel free to write your prayers on there as well as we do this. So our Father, the one who is our great paternal carer, a lover, Father, who art in heaven, the place of perfection, hallowed be your name, Lord. May your name be honoured. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your kingdom. What looks like your, what surrounds you in your presence, Lord, that, that essence of goodness, that which you have prepared for us since the, since the beginning of time. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we know our own agendas, our own desires, our own wills don't always match up to what you want. So we submit them to you and we want your will to be done on earth, Lord, as it is in heaven. Oh God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Forgive us, give us this day our daily bread, Lord. Lord, not just just here, but give us, our brothers and sisters around the world who are in need, give them, Lord, daily bread. Those who are uh, losing their jobs at the moment, Lord, those who are facing uncertain financial times, Lord Jesus, give them their daily bread. Help us to manage the finances that you give us, Lord. Help us to manage them well. Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we for, or our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, Lord. Lord, we know that each one of us have lived in ways that are not reflective of your nature and character, that hurt others and hurt ourselves. And we know, because of the cross of Christ, that you forgive us. So we bring these things to you today, Lord, and ask for you to help us to grow. And help us, Lord, where we are called to forgive others, to know how to do that. To have the courage, to have the strength, to have the wisdom to know what that means. 
Lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. Around us, Lord, there are so many opportunities to be drawn away. Help us to overcome them, Lord, we pray. Give us a hypersensitivity to knowing that which is from you and that which is from the enemy. Your kingdom come, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, Lord, we do pray for Julie and we pray, Lord God, for you to touch her life, to bring her to healing of her to know that you're with her, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the um, uh, birth of little baby um, Ethan there, Lord, to Fiona's family. Lord, just bless it. Bless um, Ethan, Lord, we pray. Just bless him abundantly and let him know your joy and your peace and your presence, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the birth of little fear. And we just pray your presence and your blessing upon her, Lord. Lord Jesus, keep her well, healthy and, oh God, we pray. Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for every person that is part of this um, time together now. Lord, let them experience in this very moment a sense of your manifested presence. To work through, Lord, whatever it is that they need you to work through with them in their life. Oh, Jesus. And we pray, Lord, for those in authority to be making good decisions, Lord, this week. Many people find themselves in new posts across our country, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for you to, particularly in our own region, in Suffolk, Lord, both uh, the police commissioner and the, and the um, county councillors, Lord, we just pray, Lord Jesus, for you to give them wisdom, particularly in this season, in this season, to do that which is right. Pray for our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world that are in need of you. We pray for countries, Lord, where vaccinations are slow or non-existent. Lord, let there be equality. Lord, let this vaccination program work around the world. Oh, God. Oh, God. We love you, God. We pray, Lord, that as a church, we will reflect your goodness and reflect your, your you know, who you are and be what you want us to be and help us to have wisdom to know, Lord, how to be in this season and in the seasons that are coming, Lord. Lord Jesus. We love you, God. Thank you. We're going to worship together in one more song, Waymaker. I love this song. I know this is one a recording from really early from early on in our lockdown times, but nevertheless, I just love this song. Let it be part of our prayer today of what we dream for. Without dreams, we don't go anywhere, do we? So let this be part of what we're dreaming for.
Well, the Lord bless you. Have a really awesome week, won't you? And I just trust and pray that you know you know the presence and the love of God with you in all that you do this week. Please stay around. Grab a coffee with us afterwards on co- in the Zoom. Um, I'm going to play a song now. The uh, login details to the coffee will be um, underneath the song. So please, at any point during that, just log into uh, coffee. And, and great, be really lovely to have you join us. So if you can, brilliant. Okay, Lord bless you. Um, Let's go for this. <laughs> 